Mm. Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Critical Ditto, your favourite Pokemon role-playing podcast. Commit. Yes. I'm Stuart. I'm running the game. <clears throat> I'm Ali. I'm playing Kenny amazingly. <laughs> and I have a fantastic Rowlet called Bowtie and an even better Magikarp called Moustache. Yes. <laughs> My name's David, I'm playing Theo, and I've got three Pokemon. Meditite, we've got a Sawaddle, and we've got a Kabuto. And I complete the trio. Yes. My name is Brandy, <laughs> and I have two great Pokemon, Buneary, a.k.a. Wimpy, and Ascaroopy. No, don't keep Sorry, Ascaroopy, yeah. called Gary, oh. who's great, probably. Haven't used it yet. Oh, oh, go team! Go team! Mm. Let's just move what happened last week. Who cares? Let's go! <laughs> Previously on Critical Ditto. You're tied up. No, but I'm literally you... bound on the floor by this fella here. What? Yeah. Oh, no. That man. Brilliant mind. Terrible habit for gambling. What I need assistance with, Breezy, is recruitment. Um, what are we recruiting people for? Calico reveals an eye patch and it just says Team Nautilus. Kenny hits this switch and actually gets sucked into the sort of stalk of the fountain. You've been taken up to a swimming pool. Two people enter the room, Andros. And accompanying Andros is a female. She pushes him in the pool. And when he re-emerges, you can see he has gills. In a flash, this woman almost teleports and she's behind you. I know, I know what it's like to be different. I, she be... has you. What do you mean you know? Explain. I was filmed, something came out of me, some, some bad stuff. You two need to go now, but we need to speak again. Will you come and find me? Agreed. So Paladin enters the room first, mm -hmm. into the mist. Yeah. You direct this confused ray. Theo, now now garbed as a Paladin, slips out of the room. Aster is not going to let you out of their sight. You see her go in and find where you've registered, and she's like, well, we can't exactly have Theo taking part in this game, so then just deletes your registration. Yeah. Student trainers, the combat rounds are about to begin. Theo is matched, and then she deletes it, and it just goes... Vesper through to the next round. Brandy matched with Heron. I think Kenny. Andros. Yeah, it's gotta be, doesn't it? It's gotta, it's be, gotta right? be Andros. Yeah. May the best man win. We decided, didn't we, last time, we were gonna open watching Barnaby Tims versus Hedron. Hedron. Yeah. Oh, that everyone wanted to see. A match for the ages. So let's just establish where you guys are. Brandy and Kenny, rather than being in the actual biome, you are in the competitor's waiting area. Basically, there's, I think there's a load of screens showing the action from different angles. Others are showing some of the empty biomes. You might see some sort of Pokemon going about their daily lives in the biomes. Oh, Mr. Mime, just sweeping. Yeah. <laughs> Without a broom. Just... Without a broom. Just <laughs> muddy footprints. <laughs> so you see, you see some general business going on because it's, it's an educational centre as well as a battle dome. There might be sort of like Pokemon facts that flash up on the screen. Battle tip. Kenny's writing all of those down because he knows nothing. Fair. You guys are in the holding area with your fellow competitors. Theo, you are basically chained to Asta, and Asta is on the judging panel. So I think you're in the biome, Theo, yeah. in the judge's enclosure. Yeah, the golden circle. So you're there with Asta, Professor Honey, Calico, Calico, and I think the fourth judge, the guest judge they have, is Candy. I don't think Asta's the kind of person to have given an explanation. Mm. If we imagine it like the Roman Colosseum, you're in the place where the emperor would sit. There's a crowd of people banked oh, around. Oh, this is like you. a full crowd. I, I'm not going to say it's you know a eighty thousand seater arena, but mm. if you would imagine like a jousting tournament, there'd be maybe like three or four hundred people there. Watching, mm -hmm. I see the similar thing here. There's some denizens of Surflo who are looking for a welcome distraction. Or close to Pyrenees. 
Yeah, there's some island towns. Okay, cool. So I guess Kenny and Brandy are in an area where random people can't go. They're just I the think of it. Yes, I think of it as like in the Goblet of Fire before the competitors fight the dragons. Pretty much. All the competitors yeah. and all the people involved with the competitors, or whatever, are there. But everyone else is sort of. You can visit biodomes. It's kind of a nice day out. I think. I think. People yeah. Come and visit. In a... Yeah, there's probably refreshments. God, there's... imagine if they got caught up in that forest trial. <laughs> <laughs> wow, just by pure accident. <laughs> Maybe maybe there's like there's there's a direct train that goes under the forest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah brilliant. Cities. Okay, brilliant. Really nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so there's a train station at the bottom of the tree. Under the tree, of course. Yeah. Oh my obviously. god. Yes. <laughs> what what do we think's happening with this fight between Barnaby Tim's and Hedron? Well, what what biome is it in? We cut in halfway through the fight. It's a one on one, two Pokemon limit. We see on the screen faded out their first two. Pokemon. They both had a Zigzagoon. <laughs> great, great. The Zigzagoon, and it was a really emotional fight where the Zigzagoons went toe to toe in every possible thing. Their stats are the same. Nature's, Ivy's, yeah. everything. They're actually brothers torn oh, apart no. from the same mother. No. <laughs> Hadn't seen each other in days. So Zigzagoon. So they're all greyed out, and now it's just Ninkada versus. Ducklet, and that's where we're. Mm. That's where we're jumping in. The biome. How do we feel about waterfall biome? Ooh, very scenic. Sort of, it's it's like the pool biome, but more wild. I was feeling Black Panther there, but the water very biome. much like Black Panther. Oh, so there are like little rock ledges yes. around. So the trainers are on different ledges. Ooh, There's yeah. a shallow pool where the two, yeah. the two Pokemon are going at it. And a dive pool. A dive pool, yeah. Mm. Um, and an 80 foot drop at the end where anyone could just die perilously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love education. <laughs> Hedron's trilby is like sodden and wet. Oh no. Yeah, maybe it's off. Maybe it's on a string around his neck. It's <laughs> <laughs> just gone off the back. His hair sodden. One of the is smashed. They both look bedraggled, hardened. <laughs> I think Ball Z at this moment. I was gonna well. say. Ninkada and Ducklet are on their last legs. It's the waterfalls now between Ninkada and Ducklet. They're both breathing heavily. Barnaby Tims and Hedron lock eyes. They know this is the final move. Yeah. Whoever yeah. wins this, this is the side. But what a battle it's been. What a friendship has been formed. So. <laughs> um, yeah, they have that glint in the eye. You know, like the cross shot with like eyes up top and mm. eyes down below. Mm. At the same time, almost in slow motion, they both give a, a command, an attack move, but Ninkada is just that fraction quicker. They both use quick attack, but Ninkada disappears in the waterfall just for that one second and Ducklet can't see. Ninkada just appears behind <gasps> Ducklet. And there's that moment where the screen splits and suddenly Ducklet falls to its knees. Crosses on its eyes. Crosses on its eyes, a ref runs in, pulls up the red flag. Stop the fuck! Stop the fuck! <laughs> People are crying. <laughs> this is a more drama than anything we've done. Hedron collapses to his knees. Barnaby Tims rushes to his fallen ducklet. You did wonderfully. Wonderfully. Pulls out a little handkerchief and starts mopping his brow. <laughs> and then mops Ducklet's brow. Sir Cuthbert Smythe, you... You really did me proud. I will leave the entire Tim's estate to you when I'm gone. <laughs> We need to get to the Pokemon Center. <laughs> <laughs> so Barnaby Tim's drags Ducklet. Uh, maybe maybe some like medical assistance. I, I like a stretcher coming in. A stretcher comes in. The Ursa ring comes in. Yes! The Ursa ring comes in. But also carries Barnaby Tim's. He doesn't mean it. He's emotionally drained. So he has to repair him as well. But I think there's a moment with Hedrold as well. Say, good fight there. News just in Hedrold. You'll always be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Barnaby! Bring it in here, son! 
There's an emotional embrace on the stretcher. Ursaring drags them away. I'm doing a job here, you idiots. The crowd are in tears, and it's, it's really set the whole tournament on fire. Wow, what, is, what an opener. What an opener, guys. <laughs> oh, I've, I've got chills. Kenny, okay. Kenny's in bits. Randy is actually at the back. It's trying to avoid Kenny because she's on crutches and sort of doesn't really want to have this conversation oh, yeah, with yeah, Kenny. Yeah. Wherever Kenny is, Brandy's sort of hidden at the opposite. Theo, what, what's, what's happening in the in the judges' box? Um, I think that while everybody outside is going completely crazy, and while Professor Honey is probably sobbing, <laughs> sobbing wildly, Asta is just sat there, just like, oh, I've seen this, seen yeah. this 10,000 times, haven't course, I? Of course. Uh, it's maybe being used in some way as like a comforting pillow by Honey, but is otherwise completely unmoved. Asta's written down as well, well, of course, Nikita's speed stat is higher, therefore that was the most likely outcome. Zig and Goon were equally matched everywhere, and it was a draw. I'm going to posit that she has written that down, but nobody has seen. And then Honey turns to turns to Asta and says that I just didn't see that one coming. And then just before Asta could speak, Theo goes, Well obviously the speed stat was higher, so that was the logical conclusion. I don't think you see Asta move at all, but you just see a bristle. Yes, I believe Theo has the correct conclusion. You are heartless! <laughs> that was so much more than just a speed stat. No, dear, it was just a fight, and the fight ended. The winner was the one that should have won. But what about the emotional payoff? I appreciate that you enjoy this, and I enjoy seeing you enjoy this, but it's not exciting. It's not something that gets your blood flowing. It is simply a series of expected events and outcomes and watching them play out. It's like watching marbles roll down a track. I think there's more than meets the eye in some instances. Calico gets it. You get it, don't you? It's not... He understands. ...always about winning, is it? No, no. Professor... No, of course. Honey. Did you you see that embrace at the end? That shows compassion. Candy, is that not an important part of this? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, if Hedrold wants to go far in the Pokemon League... He's going to have to continue loving his Pokemon the way he is. Aster, you see, it's not just numbers. It's not just stats. There's more to it. I would say that these emotions prove that these people are weak, Professor Honey. Uh, Theo, nobody asked you. I believe you were talking to Aster. All right, Candy. I get it. But Aster, Aster is my girl. So you don't just, you don't just step in there. All right, hun? Okay. Okay, ladies. Oh, Calico, you didn't just say ladies. You didn't just say ladies. Do you just say ladies? Let's all just... Back to the... Judging. Oh my god, look, someone's about to come out. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to draw that. <laughs> there were four people putting five characters. That's amazing. Getting... But I like the idea that they all have, like, a sheet in front of them. It was said, I remember, in Surfloat Town, that it wasn't, you didn't have to, like, win a fight. It That's was true. more... That is true. There was more other factors at play going on. So I think that was essentially what that talk was about. Asta's very much like, well, it's about stats and winning. Candy, Honey, and I... Calico have different criteria mm, sometimes. Yeah. Calico would have ruled both of those guys out. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's crossed them out. What you might notice is that he's filled out his sheet 
exactly the same as Professor Honeysheet. There are just some dots. There's a code. I think a code makes sense, though, because you don't want to be clear. He draws a skull and crossbones. <laughs> <laughs> An octillery Not evil enough. around <laughs> the chosen candidates. I also think that Honey on her sheet, while all of them are like fairly standard sheets, she's just sort of drawn illustrations Pictures, yeah, of like, yeah. A, her and Asta, and then there's like an illustration of like a du- her riding a duckler with like Asta feeding a Ninkada in the next one. Oh, and this is so like, just like a series of small and incredibly chibi drawings. All on the based on that, yeah, what she's seen. And Candy, Candy's on the other side, so you probably can't see what Candy's writing. I also think that she's like, who are these insane people <laughs> in this room? Um, Who's this paladin that's sat here? Asta calls you over. Thea? Yes, Asta? Do you have any opinion? I don't tend to trade in opinions. I do tend to trade in facts and statistics there. So, Hedrod. Hedrod. Oh, uh, God. Guys, stop flirting. <laughs> sexual tension. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. Oh, is right there. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the waiting room, Brandy, you said you were hanging back. You I s- just think because otherwise she knows Kenny might ask what happened to mm-hmm. her as she is on crutches, quite injured. Well, Kenny wants to look for the one person that he knows in, in the room. Fair. Should I roll for it? I mean, no. no. Brandy's there. Kenny goes, oh, Brandy, there you are. I forgot to look behind me. <laughs> what happened? Oh, I just, I had a fault. It was stupid. I'm still good to battle Kenny. Where are your clothes? Oh, I knew I was forgetting something. Kenny's still in his pants. Oh, of course. In fact, Kenny's still wet. <laughs> <laughs> your hair is just like on your face. I think, I think maybe an attendant comes up to you with a towel. Oh, thank you very much. It's um, very kind. Yes. Oh, sorry. I don't use polyester. Oh, uh, that, that's all right. We've, um, we've got a cottony in the back. I'll just uh, whip something up for you. Thank you. Bye. Oh, honestly, these two, the recruits I get worse every year. Um, are you okay? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I've been patched up by the, uh, the big bear, so that's all. Okay, that's well, good. nothing weird about that sentence. Um, <laughs> right. Who are you fighting? I'm fighting some completely normal person that doesn't have anything weird about him. A swimmer. I think you, you might know him. He's, he's called Andros. Andros, come over here. Okay, Andros turns and sees Brandy. <laughs> Andros, Brandy, Brandy, Andros, Kenny, Andros, Andros, Kenny, Kenny, Brandy, Brandy, Kenny. <laughs> Melissa, Andros, <laughs> Andros, Melissa. Theo! <laughs> Theo! Okay, he walks up looking for Theo. <laughs> Together. We've already met, actually. Um, okay, doesn't matter. I'm looking for the other. <laughs> Andros. I'm so sorry. You're sorry. I know. I know that doesn't uh, that doesn't mean anything. <sighs> Asked if help me. Push me down the stairs, mate. I, uh, I, I, I panicked. I don't. Look I, at me. Oh, crutches. Okay, I can confirm that Theo is not in the cafeteria. Time to look at the health center. <laughs> <laughs> how how can I make this right? What do you mean? How you can how can you make this right? What? I don't know if you can make this right. Have you got healing powers? Don't think so. No. Well, there we go then. Can't do anything. Why did you push me down the stairs? Because I was scared. I was scared. I was scared. Why are you scared? We're in a trainer academy. Everything's so safe. (sighs) I wish it were. I feel like you might be a bit on the edgier side of life. But if you're scared, there might be a dude here who can help you out. Okay. Look, I don't know much about him, but he seems more like your speed. All you've got to do is, to make it up to me, you impress out there in that fight against Kenny. That's it? Yeah. And then we're even. Guys, I found Theo. They're on the TV. Hey, Ken. Oh, I'm actually going to go. I can prepare. There's a trainer over there. There's a Hitmonchan just just with some pads. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandy's just going to go over there. Wimpy's doing it with their ears, but Brandy gives uh, gives Andros a look. And he nods. Yeah. That was a decision from Brandy right there. Man. Didn't know yeah, that was going to happen. Thanks, Tom. 
Who are you fighting again? Heron? Right. Yeah, okay, you go up to the Oi, pads. Oi, Heron, beat Brandy. <laughs> so you go up to the pads, hit my chance there. Turn, turn, hit my chance. And as you're, as you're fighting against the pads, a slightly taller young man, blue hair, glasses. I think he steps out of the shadows. His glasses reflect, light up yeah. in the shadows. Just the There's white. so many of the spectacled men hiding in shadows <laughs> in this academy. Obviously, don't trust people with glasses. How is he dressed? Ostentatious, I'm feeling. Not just like a crisp white shirt, but one of those like weirdly designer postmodern oh, white yeah. shirts where one side of the collar is just like down here. Yes. And the other side's right up there, but it's like a sleek. Slightly askew. Like, yeah, everything's just like weirdly asymmetrical. Uh, so he steps out. Oh, so they have me fighting the crap, do they? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Says Tim, just a guy standing around. <laughs> just Tim just goes, wow. <laughs> he's Tim, Tim's Hitmon Chan's trailer. Like, he's in like a little off brand headband and, a, and like an ill fitting tracksuit. Just like, <laughs> whoa. I'm gonna go get a, get a drink. It's <laughs> a good one. Actually, they've got you losing to a crap. Actually. Oh, burn, Brandy. Thanks, Tim. That was Kenny. Oh, sorry, Kenny. You were in shadow as well. Take his glasses off. No, never. I see you have quite a loose grip on reality, do you? If you think that pathetic excuse for Baneary can match up to... Oh, that, that grinds Baneary's gears immediately. <laughs> Anyone on my team, then... Whoa, whoa. Calm it, Wimpy. Leave it leave for the biome. Oh, I'm, I'm perfectly wait, 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 calm. Wait. It's you whose blood is boiling. And I haven't even <laughs> I haven't even released a Pokemon from my Pokeball yet. My blood is not boiling! Then I punch him on Chan in the face. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and I just like my whole body like convulses in pain, like, ah, ah. And him on Chan sort of comes to present okay. me to be like, at which point Tim so, just goes, wow. <laughs> so as you're kind of as you're kind of like curled over in, in pain oh. a little bit, Heron just comes and a single finger on your chin lifts your chin. I will see you in the biome, and I will utterly defeat you. Get off me. Uh, slap this sort of thing away when I get out of this. <laughs> I've had a lot of mean, mean people here. I hate this tree. <laughs> <laughs> Veneer is just staring at the guy walking away. And does, is, he's got a hoo-hoo, hasn't he? Yeah, hoo-hoo's just flying slightly above him and he's just chucking a Pokeball up to the hoo-hoo's claw and the hoo-hoo releases and he catches again. But hoo-hoo's obviously head turns full. Turns fully around, yeah. And locks eyes with Veneery. Kenny, when he went to look for Theo in the sort of health centre area, found some painkillers. Sure. And as he sees Brandy, crumples over, nursing a hand, goes up to her and goes, Brandy, this one time on the farm, I accidentally cut my hand on a particularly harsh rock and my mum gave me these. So here you go. Kenny, I don't care, all right? I don't... Well, I'm just going to leave them with you and walk away. <laughs> hey, did, did, um, did he hurt you? The guy with the blue hair, glasses. Is he the one that hurt you? Are you, are you all right? What, Kenny? Sorry, I'm... I'm Bash. Uh, no. No, it was neither of them. Oh, okay. Kenny's a mate. He would never... Yeah, Brandy takes the painkillers. Is Kenny still there, or did Kenny... He took a step away, but he's still in, in the vicinity. Sorry, I don't mean to intrude. Uh, Heron's my brother. Just to give Bash some characteristics, 14. Also has blue hair. Her clothing is, is much more casual than Heron's, but still betrays wealth, but just not conscious display of wealth. What is the average age of the contestant? I don't know, 17. So Andros, just classic. Heron, they're all sort of around Kenny's they're age. They're all around Kenny's yeah, age. they're all around Kenny's age. Uh, no, he didn't hurt me. Well, I guess he hurt me in terms of my pride. Oh. But yeah, that's that's at an all-time low, so I won't worry about that. Ow! Yeah, he, he, he tends to do that. I want to say, your brother's a real jerk, yeah? Oh, I know. 
How have you managed to grow up with that? You see someone who you should respect and should be making an example, and you see him hurt people, and it kind of makes you want to not do that. Yeah, that's because you're a human being, quite clearly, and he is just the worst. But he's, he's... don't be offended, mate, if I end up destroying your brother's Pokemon. Humiliating him on the Biodome with everything, <laughs> everything I've got. I know it doesn't sound like I will, <laughs> but I will! And Brody just cries again. He's his father's son. He's his father. Hyph. 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 He's actually quite a rich person in Surflet Town. We give it a family name, Hyph. Faluton. Hyphaluton. 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 So you probably know the Faluton family. Oh, they make poker flutes, yeah. Yeah. The Faluton flutes. Yeah. Got it. I mean, we got rich off flutes, who knew? Well, there's so many, um, so many Snorlaxes everywhere. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. That Snorlax, I heard about it. It was in the old. The Snorlax old infestation a couple of years ago really, really boosted every business. Every single room. Yeah. Do you have a flute? Oh, it's like five. Yeah. I'm a flautist. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. And if you can, knock him down a peg or two. You know what? Thanks, Bash. I, I genuinely appreciate that. And I will. You... Well, I won't, but he will. Baneri tries to look cool. So Baneri goes for a punch. There's like one of those little punching bags. Just tries to casually punch him with the ear. Punches it, but he comes back and hits him in the face. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> okay. I think another battle has been going on in the in the background of all this. <laughs> no one is apparently paying attention. Oh, some people are paying attention. It's just not as exciting as the Hedrold yeah. versus uh, Barnaby Tim's fight. Um, who's fighting this one? Uh, Carlos. Carlos a... with a K. Can I give him a K? Yeah, yes. of course. Okay, great. Carlos. Carlos. He's, he's Carlos. Carlos. He's apparently he's a slightly uh, borderline Dutch accent. Okay, even so though I sort thought of there was going to go more Dutch Hispanic. Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> Dutch Hispanic. And um, all his Pokemon have a lot of S's in them. Snivy and a Sandar? Snivy and a Sandar. And what's, what's like his defining personality trait? He is a poser. He loves holding the poses for too long and showing off to the crowd. He's fit. Poser slash model. He's fighting. Squash. <laughs> Squash Mallet. <laughs> Squash Mallet. She's actually from Kieran Isle. She's a local girl, so quite popular. She's got a, a big following. She actually does... Garden design, intense, edgy design. She's an artist, but horticulturalist. Is, yeah, horticulturalist, but she does sort of destroyed gardens. Oh, she does gardens that are edgy, that like were once beautiful but have been destroyed by nature. So it's her secret that she makes the garden perfect and then has her Pokemon battle in the garden. Yes. And just however the damage falls, <laughs> that's, that's how the garden wonderful. must be. Oh and then every time the match goes, enough, the garden is done. <laughs> and then it's like uh, there seems to be a, a, a broken pipe actually there. She's got a diglet. And a fampy that rolls around on the surface, Great. and a diglet that destroys underneath. There we go. Cool. Okay. Can people just roll the roll the d6 through the Carlos and Squash mallet? The highest number wins. D6. Three, five, oh, oh. five. Carlos. Oh. No one wanted him to win. No, no, no. Carlos, he does have a snivy though, which has a type advantage against oh, both. Oh, huge. Oh. And I think they were also in the grass arena. 
So uh, were, her, were Squash's Pokemon just too busy like fighting the grass to actually fight grass <laughs> Pokemon? She's like, this will be my greatest garden ever. <laughs> I don't think Squash Mallet wanted to win. Yeah. She just wanted to destroy yeah. the grass biome. Carlos is like, looks like I'm the winner. And then, look around, Carlos. And I think you'll come to a different conclusion. I do not understand you. <laughs> and she just brings two tiny little symbols. Yes! <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> cool. Okay, so that was that fight. Next up, Brandy versus Heron. Ooh. In the city biome. Oh. Theo, you're in transit. There's an easy way for the judges to get mm. between the biomes, otherwise it would take ages. Yeah. So maybe there's a little monorail? Yeah, like yeah. a miniature version of the railway below. Yes. That kind yeah, of that runs. goes between the biomes. Yeah. So you're travelling to the city biome. You've just seen not a great fight because one of the combatants wasn't really mm. actually trying. Asta is sat there on this monorail. Well, that was a complete waste of time. I don't know, though. There was something... I'm sorry, did you just address me with an unsurety? We always believe in the church that everything should be addressed as something of a question. I don't know, suggests a lack of awareness in general, as opposed to different outcomes. I think that when you see something that connects to somebody's own religious experience, there's always something a bit ineffable about it, isn't there, Asta? Hmm. Wow, right. wow, I tense. Like big yeah. fight, big fight between the two of them there. <laughs> That's the most emotional we've seen from each other. There's a lot of conflict. Brandy, you're being ushered by some ushers. Come on, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down. Who's doing what Tim, now? Tim. Tim is, Tim is ushering yeah. Brandy. Tim, towards, and, Tim and Tam. I guess an elevator, because everything goes up. Goes, goes up. up. Yeah, yeah. the biomes are up there. Or above. Yeah. Go on, Brandy, you can do it. Classic elevator. There's you and Heron in the same elevator. Yeah, of course. Sort of like Mass Effect style. You're just going up. Um, Kevin, did you come in the elevator? <laughs> <laughs> Tip's sorry. like, uh, sorry, but uh, you, it's oh, two person, two oh, person. Oh, I, okay, I just, I'll stand here, yeah. but I'll keep doing... That's so tuneful. You're such, you're such a happy person. How do you do it? I am oh, so... Oh, look, a butterfree. Heron presses the closed door symbol. And then the music plays is exactly the same. Harry just looks at you and smiles to Riley. And we're here. Yeah, Brandy just sort of doesn't acknowledge him. Veneer is like. Veneer is trying too hard. Veneer is freaking out. in the city biome of two trainer podiums rising out of the cement. It's mapped out like a cutout of a city. Shops and buildings with a sort of central road. Can the two podiums arise out of sewer grates? Oh, of course they can. Okay. On these kind of like corkscrews. Mm. <laughs> and everyone's watching a like rooftop garden. Drinks are served at this point. What does Theo drink? Theo drinks a really specific type of green tea. Pan pours individually have to take each leaf of this particular tree, chew it, form it into a perfect little knot, and then put it to be dried, and then each of those pan pour tied knots are then dried for years before they are then soaked and they have to be soaked for exactly three minutes by whoever makes this tea. <laughs> you incredibly just constantly thirsty. You give this specific order to Asta, mm -hmm. who just looks at you with a quizzical look. Yes, but what precise temperature? 105. Wow, that's hot. 
really hot. <laughs> <laughs> you lift up onto your specific grates. She stumbles a bit because one of the crutches gets caught in one of the grates. <laughs> Brad's not in a good place. She sent a man possibly to join an evil team. Who knows? She's not happy. Great rise, Heron on the other side. Continuing that rice smile against you. Absolutely. Oh, I hope I win and I know that that's <laughs> not guaranteed. The crowd hushes. Two screens above in the bio show a close-up of Brandy's face, close-up of Heron's face. Heron flashes a smile again, opens the Pokeball and tosses it down into the city biome as the opener pops out of the Pokeball and an angular pink and blue Porygon pops out of the Pokeball. Brandy, there's no other choice, throws out Wimpy, Veneri jumps straight down into the main road, that highway that straight connects the two. Porygon floating slightly above the ground, the limbs and tail and head disconnecting and reconnecting, turning. Brandy, you notice as you release Baneri that all that training in the forest, Baneri looks a little stronger than you remember him. Leveled up, perhaps? Yeah! The rest of your Pokemon probably would have had similar level oh, of amazing. experience. So that means Baneri gets a new move. Immediately, Baneri shows off this new move and goes for a quick attack Ooh. on Porygon, connecting straight down that highway like a, a speeding Ferrari. <laughs> quick attack connects with the Porygon, sends the Porygon flying back. Porygon still floating, reconnects, and you see one of the limbs of the Porygon start spinning, glows white, and fires out a hidden power at Beniri. Throws Beniri back into a small market stand, wants to fly into the air. There's a cheer from the crowd as Beniri slams into the, um, yeah. the fruit store. In response then, Beniri gets up, dusts himself off, and goes straight in again with another quick attack. Doesn't feel like it's that effective. Not a huge amount. Now you can see there's a slight crack in one of the limbs of the Porygon, but if we were to assign a health value, you would say that Porygon's still in the green and responds in kind with a second hidden power. A similar effectiveness, but sending Buneary flying back again. The same fruit store. Yeah, different fruit. A different, <laughs> it was an apple stand, and now it's in the orange stand. Heron, who's mic'd up, I guess, for the fight. Don't think your little rabbit can take much more of this. So this time, Brandy calls out, do the old move, do the old move! And Veneri goes for a pound, so this time the two ears combine into like a <laughs> And pound down on the Porygon. Porygon slams down into the ground, but the Porygon spreads to kind of absorb the impact and uses the tail, another hidden power, to fire Buneary back. And you see Buneary stagger, breathing a little bit heavily, some little Buneary sweat dripping from the brow, one ear lopsided. Buneary's yeah. looking nervous. Buneary goes for a baby doll eyes. Knowing that it was done, hmm. he thought maybe the best thing might be to try it help his new friend. Oh, does he do something cute with the apples then? Yeah, exactly. Right. He takes the apples, apples and oranges <laughs> and juggles them. Porygon is like following the apples and glitches out for like a second. Descends, but eventually the Porygon regains composure. It's looking for Heron for a final instruction and Heron says, there's no need to change tactic, Porygon. What we've been doing has been simply too much for this sorry, sorry team. Finish them off and fires a final hidden power at Baneri. It knocks Baneri down in the middle of the road. The beam goes through Baneri. So you don't even. It doesn't knock Baneri back this time. Baneri just sort of crumples. And Brandy is deflated as she stares at the Pokeball in her hand and that contains her new buddy. And she sends out the Skaroopy. Ready to take on Porygon. Brandy doesn't really know what to do, but Skaroopy looks dangerous. Brandy's only seen it do one move, which was the bug bite mm. on. 
Veneery before they took Veneery down. Alright, Gary, be the bug you are and bite that thing! <laughs> Skaroopy runs up the side of one of the buildings, proper scorpion esque like, scuttling around and it's grossing Brandy out, jumps down and just bites the hard shell. That hard shell And did it like those apples? <laughs> <laughs> and the Porygon goes down. Heron. What is that detestable creature? That detestable creature is the one that's going to send you back to school, son! And Brandy kind of hates herself. Oh, it wasn't as cool as I thought it was. Oh my god, Brandy is so cool. <laughs> so you think the larval stage of a disgusting bug is enough to defeat my beloved Hootoot? You really have so much to learn. And sends out Hootoot, whose intimidate ability activates, sending Gary's attack down a stage. So Hoo Hoo arrives. Owls are kind of the natural predators of Skaroopy anyway. This is bad, this yeah. is bad. Hoo Hoo comes out way faster than Skaroopy expected. Dive bombs, but like pulls out at the last second because hasn't actually activated attack, but is enough to make Skaroopy retract its claws. Okay, this is bad. It's an owl who eat bugs all the time. Use your tail! Use the little stinger! Let's get him with some some poison! Sting him! The tail comes down and connects with Hoot Hoot, but doesn't do much. It doesn't get no. that poison. Hoot Hoot, natural predator of these things, probably has a bit of poison immunity. Takes the poison sting like an absolute champ and comes down <laughs> Heron looks at you, Randy. You and I both know I can end this any time I like, but I'm having fun toying with you. I am enjoying how much pain you're in and how little balance you have on that small little grade. Perhaps if I keep this battle going long enough, you might fall. <laughs> Brandy takes the painkillers that Kenny gave her and then just lobs the crutch at Heron. She <laughs> gets nowhere close, but she throws it down. I'm not hurt at all, and just like starts pulling bandages off. Yeah, that gets a few people in the crowd on your side. Oh. We're ready to go. Oh my god, she's so brave. Oh my god, I'm so inspired by her story. What a move. He just, she just faced up to the, the patriarchy she and just went, no. She used feminism and it was super effective. <laughs> You're so right, Tabitha. <laughs> oh my god, thank you so much, Serena. <laughs> Heron sees the crowd turning on him, and there's the slightest, slightest hint of a scowl that crosses his face. I am going to humiliate you. Hoot Hoot, lock on. Hoot Hoot's eyes start swirling, circling around the top of Skaroopy. Buy him again, buy him again, but just a normal one, not a buggy one, a regular one. <laughs> <laughs> Goes for a bite and connects, mm -hmm. doing a bit more damage than the poison sting did, yeah. but not loads more. Yeah. Gary's not looking great. Using the tail to spring up and get a bite on Hoot Hoot, Hoot Hoot shakes Gary off. Heron says, the only thing more satisfying than defeating a pathetic Pokemon is defeating a pathetic sleeping Pokemon. Hoot Hoot, hypnosis. Skaroopy went up and bit him, and so still its teeth are in, but its eyes are like locked face to face. Oh my god, and then it just flops down. down. Hoot Hoot actually, I think, moves upwards, and then just drops Gary, who like hits the side of a building and then comes down. It looked painful. Taking some flavor damage. Brandy's panicked now. Wake up, you can do it! And he doesn't. And Gary is still fast asleep. You know, isn't this just like so typical of a male Pokemon to just like uh, abandon the female in need just when he needs it the most? Traditional man, both venomous and malicious, oh. and also can't get up at the moment that actually those might be in somewhere useful. Heron's Hoot Hoot knows exactly what to do as the sleeping Skaroopy lands on the floor, dives back in, goes for another pluck, and tosses Gary the Skaroopy up like a ragdoll, and it lands right at the base of your podium. In the sky above, the two X's on Baneri and Skaroopi's faces. 
Brandy defeated. Winner, Heron! Boo. And there's like a muted reaction from the crowd. Plebeians don't understand anything. Returns to his. Yeah. Ursa rings come out. Come with the stretcher. the stretcher. Ring, 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 she releases Veneri to go on the stretcher as well with Scroopy. And then she sort of has a moment where she's like, Scroopy actually looks quite cute asleep. It's curled up. Yeah. Like, it's not wriggling. It's sort of just gives him a little whisper just saying, you both did really well, actually. <laughs> that, was, that went much better than I thought it was going to go. That went better than you thought it was going to go. Oh, I thought you weren't going to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> that actually, is very telling. Actually, it did for my first ever professional Pokemon fight, I thought that was good. So, you know what? Thanks. Ah, oh, that moment when you realise you're the how. <laughs> <laughs> but don't get me wrong, you are total trash, mate, if I'm honest. Well, this you total trash so alone. just wiped the floor with you. Well, I don't know about that. Let's talk to Porygon. Oh, wait, we can't. <laughs> well, I would say I'll see you again, but the likelihood of you getting a licence now is slim to none. I don't know. I thought we put up a pretty good effort. It looks at least that I want to help people. I don't know what you want to do. I want to win. Oh, well, well, well done then. You did win. Great. Yes. You look, you look like you're really happy about it. I am thrilled. Am I not giving you the reaction you wanted? Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? Oh, God. It would, maybe it would have been better if you lost. You are pathetic. Yeah. Oh, I'm all right. All right, goes. <laughs> As Teddy the Ursaring is carrying off your defeated comrades, you catch a glimpse in one of the back alleys of the city biome. And you see a paladin. Oh. Then behind this paladin, you see two more paladins. Hand signals directing like, you go that way, you go that way, I'll go this way. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Cut to Kenny in the waiting room. Cut to Theo in the adjudicator's box. You've just you've just witnessed the brandy fight. Yeah. A multitude of emotions in the box in general. I think that Honey is sat there and she's uh, she's saying, you know, I'm not supposed to have opinions about any of my students, but that that heron photo really grounds my gears. <laughs> and it churns my butter. <laughs> and it sort of keeps listing a series of facts which nobody is really listening to. At no, this point. Calico is furiously scribbling. Yeah. Aster also, meanwhile, is sat there. Candy at some point has gone. That was a shame. Yeah. I, I thought yeah. thought there could be more there. At which Aster grinds her pencil letter into the paper and just goes, I don't know why you thought there could be anything more there. She had a Baneri and she had a Scroopy versus a Porygon and its natural predator. Obviously, this is going to be a loss. At which point, Theo sits up and is not quite sure why they're sitting up, but there's the unusual feeling of loyalty is taking mm. over. And so Theo, who's almost on that budget going, back off, just goes, well, actually considering that one of those Pokemon was the natural predator of the other, which neither of them could prepare for, that was actually quite a successful match, and considering the other was a very average Baneri, and knowing that if Baneri heard these words, Theo would be punched in the <laughs> punched in the, in in the, the chest. And the other was a very rare and very special Pokemon like Porygon. Actually, that was an exceptional showing from Brandy there. You're a fan of the underdog. I am a fan of people who overcome the odds. As am... Aye. And Calico puts his hand on Theo's shoulder. Great. Theo, you see a glimpse. Mm. You're referencing Brandy, but Brandy's gaze is not on her Pokemon. Brandy's waving at you like, 
paladins, paladins, just screaming paladins. And because the crowd, I'm going to say we're on Brandy's side a little bit, they think it's a weird chant, they all just start shouting, paladins, paladins. So you hear it, paladins, no one sees them, but they're like, what the what? hell? Yeah. You're, you're hearing the crowd chanting paladins. Uh-huh. Brandy is desperate trying to get your attention. What do you do? Theo thinks that they are still in paladin robes. They are with every important influential figure in the school. Safety in numbers. Safety in numbers. I think Theo just goes, I just have to stay here. Presumably the judges panel is in view of however many hundreds of people are watching. Mm. What they're going to do, storm in and apparently arrest one of their own. Yeah. What Theo does rather than run away, as Theo is talking over Asta, who is not making eye contact, they go in and just grab a pencil next to it and just go, help. Now on by Asta's piece of paper. Asta clocks it and just locks eyes with you. Who's that Pokemon? Our, cool. That was our most eclectic one yet. <laughs> Real Rorschach test. Yeah. Some might say it needed direction. Someone said that about many episodes of Christmas. <laughs> but here we are at the midsection, and it's a special day because this is our first huh? listener NPC. <laughs> Someone actually emailed us. So I'm going to explain it to the guys, and effectively they're going to embellish the character a bit. So, Michael Adink. Apologies if I have pronounced that wrong, but... I'm not Dutch. <laughs> Michael has gone for a gym leader. Ooh. Just wants to add a gym leader. And you know what? You're, you're so early, Michael. You're in. You're in at the ground level. That's it. There's no one else to compete with. <laughs> so the gym leader is a ghost type gym leader. Oh, nice. A Shakespearean yeah. actor. The gym leader's name is Yorick. Okay, and the gym is an old abandoned theatre. Yorick's hair curls upwards on both sides. So it almost looks like two horns. He wears a half Duskull mask over his face like the Phantom of the Opera. The Pokemon he'd use would be Duskull, of course, but this one would be called Hamlet. He had other options. Could could have a Rotom, since he acts like different household appliances. Quite quite the chameleon in his Rotom. (laughs) Litwick. Uh, a stage lighting could be the lighting oh, design yeah, the the stage. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Mimikyu, for obvious reasons. You know, his name is yeah. Mimikyu. Well, he's already got his costume sorted as well. It's yeah. true. It's mm-hmm. true. Shuppet or Bannet, since they're puppets or marionettes, so it could be like a puppet theatre. Strong. This yeah. is so well thought out. I'm suddenly realising how many ghost types are appropriate for yeah, this. True. Yeah, And the greatest one to come. Phantom could be used to represent that poor actor that gets cast as tree number six. <laughs> Well, Stu and Ali, you'd know a lot about that, I suppose, <laughs> as actors yourselves. Can we just say, there's this poor phantom who has spent his entire life at this theatrical gym mm. yeah. and has never been given a speaking role. Never even been used in a gym battle. He's just one of those Pokemon that wanders around decorative. the back of the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like the runner for the gym. Yeah. No, he's swing, he's just no one's ever, no one's ever gone off. <laughs> Oh my god, Rotom's a true professional. Rotom is never... I never take a sick day. Rotom stays on if he's burned, paralysed, frozen. So Yorick, a theatrical actor. Why is he... Where's the ghost? Why Why is Yorick in an abandoned... Why are there no other actors? Maybe it's like a Miss Havisham kind of situation where he was told to go to a theatre to play Yorick, aka a role that 
doesn't actually exist on stage in the production of Hamlet. <laughs> I go up to this theatre and it's like, I'm waiting. I'm ready. I'm Yorick. He's taken Yorick on that is, is, is a skull, so it makes sense. Oh, to Yorick me. is dead. Yorick is dead in Hamlet. So it makes total sense. He's waiting for the script because <laughs> yeah. he hasn't got any yeah. lines. It's never arrived. No one's ever come to this. This is like the old theatre in town that's not been used. Yeah. So he's like, there's a production of Hamlet that's happening. I'm in it. It's, it's going to happen at some point. Yeah. And any trainer that comes in, he casts in Hamlet and tries to get them to read in mm. with with him. Cast them as Laertes, and so when they have to have the duel at the end, they oh just have God. a Pokemon battle. Yes, that's it. So you act out that last scene of Hamlet just before you do the Pokemon battle. <laughs> We're going to put the entire of Act 5 of Hamlet into our podcast. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a, as a bonus downloadable episode, <laughs> if someone would choose, I, would, I think people would be up for a reading. <laughs> I love it, Michael. Thank you. Such a great idea. And we want more ideas. So if you've got an idea, you know, as I said, we're on ground level here. You want a gym leader? In. So, well, email us at chriscaldito at gmail.com. We'll read it out. Live! Not live. We're not live. No, no this is very unlive. Guys, guys, the, the episode's calling. Quick, quick into the episode! Who's that Pokemon? It's Porygon! Kenny going, uh, 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 but this time he's singing along with the lift music because he's in the lift <laughs> with yeah, right. Andros. Yeah, he's nice. next up. Yeah, okay, yeah. sure. So you've been called, Kenny, already. You're next up in the pool biome where you've been before. Oh, um, we're back in the pool biome? Yeah. I mean, for the story, right? It's got to be the pool. Kenny is doing that. Dum, 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 dum. He's sort of side-eyeing Andros to see how Andros is responding to the and- fact that he's going to be in water or surrounded by water when he has this response to it. Andros is freaking out. You don't know what's pool water, what's sweat anymore. His neck starts stretching a little bit and then like retract and his his fingers start splaying and then come back and he's just freaking out Um, hard. uh, Andros, um, here look, I have a spare, a spare tie. Maybe put this around your neck. Okay, sure. It'll cover up the the, the, So he's now in speedos and and a tie. Andros, it'll all be okay. I have learned to control things that happen to me that I don't want to control. You'll be fine. Just avoid avoid the water as much as you can in a big swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, I just I have to do well. Well, I mean, you don't have to do well. Do you? Have you any idea what it's like being the hope for your town? I just hey, think... who cares about what a bunch of people that don't really know you think? People have judged me my whole life. And someone, not five minutes ago, described me as always happy. It'll all be alright. And he just pats him on the back and then realises it's very wet. Okay, so we get up to the top of the, the, the biome. Theo, you've obviously communicated this message to Asta. There's a, there's a brief transition. I think the city biome is right next to the pool biome. You're ushered along and Asta writes you a note back and slips it into your hand. Can't talk now. Find me after this. Great. Meanwhile, pool biome. Where do, you, where do the trainers go in the pool biome? Diving balls at either end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there it is, there it is. Crowd filtering in, sat on the banks of the pool. Bleachers, essentially. Bleachers, little bits of merchandise that have been sold. So maybe someone's got a little foam finger that says Kenny. Or like someone's got a little, you know. I can only assume that most people are on Andros' side. Yeah, there's probably a fan club. There's probably Mm -hmm. an Andros fan club. Fandrosses. Um, Fandrosses, yeah. And he he takes his position on on the diving board, head down, barely even looking at you. Screen appears. Two heads versus and the two Pokeballs beneath. And yeah, you get ready to release your first Pokemon. Let's go. Let's do it.
So Andros releases the Pokeball into the water, and to the surprise of no one, the quite cool, calm, collected Psyduck appears under the water. Psyduck. And in response, the flailing, flopping form of Moustache the Magikarp. Very at home amongst the water. Oh, my poor moustache hasn't felt the water in a while. There you go. There's a roar from Andros' side as the famous Psyduck appears. And a muted response to <laughs> Moustache the Magikarp. Magikarp was levelled up. Yes. Well. Oh gosh, mm-hmm. yes, of course. Get a new move. What's the new move of Moustache the Magikarp? Don't want to spoil it. Exactly. Magikarp <laughs> never reveals their secrets. Mate, at this point, <laughs> that was very good. Very good. Let's go. First, first move. Okay. Moustache feeling sort of at home upon the water. Swims. I feel like Magikarp swims on its side, like how it is on land. Yeah. Okay. Like, flops towards, but gathers up a bit of speed and tackles Psyduck. Too Psyduck releases his beak and just unleashes a horrendous screech that reverberates around the entire biome. And you see Mustache's little mustache, little like twitches of like uh, the defense of Mustache the Magikarp. Like slice, slice down. Seriously go down, yeah. Okay. Andros, he's shaky, he's nervous, but it seems like a practice move. The Psyduck opener, the screech, the return, the release of his second Pokemon, an Inkay appears. That young man, the bow tie, he. Seems like he didn't see this one coming. It's like he doesn't know anything about Andros. Isn't that mad? Barnaby Tims, you've recovered remarkably quickly. I think it's mad. Barnaby Tims with circumference smile there in like bandages as well. You know, you're right, Barnaby. This is a rookie error from a true rookie. I knew it the moment I saw him. Like he's done no research. <laughs> Typical men do not know how to play Pokemon tall. You're so right, Tabitha. <laughs> Meanwhile, keep tackling. Don't do anything else other than just sort of hit it. Magikarp is just flopping around in the water, keeps tackling. Seemingly quite minimal effect. Inkei goes for a, a similar tackle, but this, having seen Mustache's defense sliced quite so thoroughly by the side up, this does quite a lot of damage. Brandy does. watching on the screen, under a breath. Come on, Kenny, come on. Same thing happens again. Magikarp sort of spinning around. There's been so much sort of thrashing around the water. It's actually kind of getting a little bit hard to see. Oh yeah, a lot of foam. And just another tackle from Magikarp goes in. From the onlookers, it's quite difficult to see the exchange. There just yeah. seems to be a lot of flailing, a lot of tackling lot going of on. After about 30 seconds yeah. or so of this melee, this frothy melee in the middle of the pool, Moustache attempts one last literal flail, uh, but to little effect, and sadly, yeah. <laughs> no one's surprised. But he's on his side, so actually Kenny goes, that's just I me, mean, that's just he looks like <laughs> he's, he's oh, fine, right? Oh, oh no! Oh, he's going over. Ah, oh, they're bringing him back in. <laughs> yeah, slowly turns onto his back, very slowly. <laughs> um, Inkay didn't take nothing from that exchange with Magikarp. You'd say about fifty percent health. And who comes out next? The only one I have. The one and only. <laughs> the one and only Owl. So Bowtie is released and just sort of hovers just above the pool surface. Sure Bowtie's really cute. So I think yeah. a few people in the crowd are like enjoying Ooh. the fact that this cute grassy owl that's come yeah, out flying. Bowtie hears the adoration of the crowd and unbeknownst to Inkei is slowly lowering towards the pool mm-hmm. and Inkei sees sort of the back of this, this thing but above the water can't really get a good look so swims up towards the surface and at just the moment Bowtie knows to just turn around and astonish right in the last moment this Inkei and it flinches. Bowtie sensing the advantage unleashes its new powerful move that it learned having defeated a weedle. Bowtie sort of shakes some leaves out of, out of its wings and whips them up to a razor leaf effect before sh- flying them through the surface. And Inkei goes down. Inkei sliced, bomb, bomb, by these various leaves. Floats into the side of the pool. Couple of splotches of ink tainting the water around. Yes! How do you like that? And Brandy goes over to uh, Hedgehold, Barnaby Tim's Tabitha, and it's like, oh, I wasn't expecting that one, was he? Come on! And 
Hitmonchan in the face. <laughs> Stop being near me when I'm excited, Hitmonchan. Andros, breathing deeply, possibly not expecting this turn of events, readies the second Pokeball, chucks it down into the water. How's Andros looking? Like shaky, really yeah. shaky. His toes are off the diving board. Kenny notices that and goes, Hey, it's all good, Andros. Whatever you do, don't go into the water. Don't tell me what to do. Psyduck, usually so calm demeanor, is agitated by its trainer. In this confusion, tries to fire a confusion at Bowtie. It hits, but it seems like Bowtie, geed by the roar of the crowd, the turn of this underdog story seems to mm -hmm. shake it off without too much effect. However, the cheers of the crowd start going to Bowtie's head a little oh. bit, releases the, the, the leaves again, without even looking, tries to fling them behind towards the Psyduck, and it misses. A miss! Razor leaf miss. The worst possible moment. Psyduck freaking out a little bit, seeing these razor leaves, like whip past, take of the three little black hairs on top of Psyduck's hair, take the tip off of one. Grass type, this is terrifying. And again, with Andros out of commission, goes for a soak, tries to change Bowtie's type. Does he drag Bowtie under yeah, the water? Yeah, maybe like grab Bowtie and pull Bowtie under the water yeah. and turn it into a water type. Which is <laughs> what Soap does <laughs> to try and lessen the same type attack bonus. Yeah, turns Bowtie briefly into a water type. However, this would allow Bowtie to breathe underwater. I'm calling it out, Bowtie turns blue. <laughs> yeah, Bowtie yes! turns blue. The crowd go crazy for She this. becomes blue type. So I think... Hey! Hey! So yeah, so Bowtie gets dragged under, panics for a minute, being like, I can't swim, can't swim, and then suddenly I can breathe and open my eyes and I'm totally at home. Kenny goes, oh my god, he's drowning, no! So both trainers are essentially out of commission. <laughs> Bowtie uh, I, realizes... I do feel like Bowtie's been carrying this, as opposed to Kenny. <laughs> Buoyed by the fact that I can now breathe, uh, being held by this side, because like, I can't miss, it's right in front of me, this thing, so I'm just gonna wave a wing under the water and carried along a stream of bubbles fly a few more razor leaves. So is this like a watery razor leaf? I guess so, yeah. yeah. Blue leaves. Yeah. Blue, Blue leaves. leaves. And it is, it's a big hit. It's a heavy hit, and Psyduck takes hit. it, spins backwards. Psyduck flailing, swirling around under this water, tries to fire another confusion. Bowtie shrugs it off. What does Bowtie do? Bowtie suddenly realises a flair for the dramatic, and pushes upwards under the pool, majestically flies through the surface of the water, and flings the leaves back down towards the Psyduck, so that the crowd boom, boom, see boom, boom, boom. water and wing and leaf. There's splashes of water drop that the light shine yeah. through. <laughs> changes back from blue to green in the air. And Psyduck just floats back up to the top, utterly defeated. And Kenny goes, Yay! And the crowd go mental. It's unlike anything, probably Kenny, you've ever experienced in your life. The Fandrosses are just silent. Oh. Tabitha and Barnaby are making out. <laughs> Hedgehog's just taking a photo. <laughs> <laughs> Serena's sat there to Okay. Hedgehog just leaves Serena. Can I get your reaction on this? On <laughs> whatever's happening right here, what do you think? The patriarchy. <laughs> in the bio, it is the noise is intense. Andros dark across his forehead, you can't see his eyes, and I think you just sort of see him start to like, twitch. The, the tie just slips from his... Slips down. his neck. He's, I mean, he's been pulling it because he's been nervous. Oh, and it snaps. And it snaps. Oh, 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 oh. Suddenly, this, like, his strength has suddenly doubles him and he snaps. <gasps> My tie! These gills start appearing. The brilliant noise that was cheering Kenny suddenly starts 
noticing Andros on the other side of the pool. Um, uh, 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 Bowtie! Bo- 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 swim with me, Bowtie! And Kenny jumps into the pool with Bowtie and to try to cause a distraction. You it's love jumping into water to cause a I do, I do. It's Kenny's go-to. <laughs> Andros completes his transformation and dives into the water as well. When you say completes the transformation, what the hell does he transform into? He goes full Dugan. hybrid. His hair turns sort of blue, spiky. This this red jewel starts opening up on his forehead. You see like these blue veins all across his face and body as his hands are now webbed, his feet are now webbed. It's horrible. It looks disgusting, terrifying, mainly. So, Kenny, your view under the water, you've sort of got... And you see this monstrous form in front of you looking crazed and wild. Cut to the judge's booth where you see Calico go, Consider me... Abominable. What an ending. Andros has gone mad, Kenny's face to face with a merman Golduck, Paladin's closing in on Theo, Brandy's still in crutches. I need a breather. So we will be back, somehow trying to wrap up this madness in two weeks' time. I'd like to thank the creators of Pokemon Journeys and PokemonTabletop.com, as well as everyone in various Discord servers that Stu has been interacting with. I'd also like to thank Braxton Burks and the Material Collective and Glitch at City for their amazing music, and of course the creators of Pokemon Satoshi Tajiri and Junichi Masada. We have no affiliation with Game Freak, Nintendo, or the Pokemon Company. We are not-for-profit and fan-made. Finally, I'd like to thank my buddies and my fellow players, David, Stu, and Tom. Please get in touch with us at criticalditto.gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at criticalditto or on our Discord. We absolutely loved Michael Adink's entry this week, and we want more, more, more of your amazing ideas. Finally, if you like us, a glowing review and cheeky little five-star rating would not go amiss. Till next time, folks. Go out there and be the very best, like no one ever was. In other words, just be yourself. Holy crab on a crabominable.